Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff You Said podcast. I'm Eric Payton. And I'm Corey Nickel. And we have a little bit different show for you today because we are separated by social distance. By the coronavirus. Yes. So you might notice, I'm not sure what the audio quality is going to be like. Hopefully, we're going to have some good audio quality, but you might notice a little bit of difference in this episode. That's because Corey is located in Johnston, and I'm in West Des Moines. Um, and so, and there might even be a little bit of lag between us on this audio. We don't know. Hope not. I think I can edit that out. Ah, uh, you're anyway. a pro. No, I don't think so. Um, so this is the show where we take something Jesus said and we talk about it. And uh, so, if you haven't already, be sure to uh, follow Corey and I on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Our handles will be in the show notes. But send us a message if you have any thoughts or questions about the episode. Um, and we've got an email out there as well if you want to uh, post a comment or a question or a topic for a future episode. That is stuff Jesus said podcast at gmail.com. So uh, we'd love to hear for, from you. And, and uh, we are always open to uh, guess feedback and suggestions. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a different feel for us tonight, but we're uh, continuously digging in. I think this is the perfect time, Eric, to dig into God's word. Why is there something going on? Oh, you know, NBA got canceled. MLB got canceled. I don't know why. Why was that? Um, No, I don't want to have that comment because... I understand why. <laughs> um, but we're also FaceTiming right now. So it's not like we're just talking over the phone. Um, true. So I see, um, I think it's Baby Nichols. Um, is it Baby Nickel room behind you? Yeah. No, is no this, is, this is, uh, I'm in, in our office currently. Uh, so not Baby Nichols room, but no. it is our, our quote unquote travel room. Travel room. So with all of this extra time, being quarantined, social distance, whatever you call it, uh, we are nesting very well, putting things up on yes. the wall finally and going through so many boxes. I went through two, no, three tubs of my high school slash college stuff today. Oh, fun. And got to go down memory lane for like two hours. Yeah. Do you have a drink over there? Uh, I do. What do you have? I don't know if you can see it. This is a, a little Jethro's barbecue mug. Whoa. Okay. And it's filled with a secret elixir that I cannot tell you on air. Why not? What could possibly be in there? I just want the people to keep guessing. Is it Everclear and cough syrup? I Basically what it tastes like. That'll kill the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> What do you um, got over there? I haven't even seen you flash anything yet. I, I've got some wine. I've got, uh, it's a Franciscan from Costco, of course. Whoa, Franciscan. Um, speaking of Costco, have you been to Costco lately? Well, I went probably two weeks ago now. Did you fight the crowd? There, there wouldn't have been crowds at that point, right? It, well, it was it was at the point where uh, I was there. I was, I was not, disclaimer, looking for toilet paper, but... I overheard the clerk telling people looking for toilet paper that they got a new shipment in this morning, but it got sold out in an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, jeez. We legit so, ran out of toilet paper around that. To like, we, need, we needed to get more. Not that we need to talk about toilet paper a whole lot on this episode, but we, we, ran, <laughs> we ran out like shortly after the rush on toilet paper, and we're like, okay, now we're legit. Where are we going to get just one, one roll? Anyway. 
Uh, that's more well, than you need to know. Just if anyone is concerned about toilet paper out there, there is a like quarantine toilet paper estimation app online, and you can like oh look in, into it and say how many rolls you have. And how much you use the toilet a day, and it'll give you how many days you have left of toilet paper. <laughs> Apparently, we have thirty-six days left. Oh man! Okay. Um, okay. So uh, today we're we're talking about John six, um, and I don't know. It might have something to do with our current situation. Do you want to read it real quick? Yeah, I'll read it. Here we go. John six, chapter six, <laughs> verse one, going through verse. Let's go through verse 9. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he had already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, eight months' wages would not be enough to buy bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Why'd you, choose, why'd you choose that? I'm just going to throw you right on the bus. I'm going to be like, Corey, he chose this, and what the heck? And why? Yep. You know, I've we've been in this coronavirus scare for basically three Sundays now, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I've heard numerous pastors preach on it. I've listened to lots of messages, listened to podcasts, listened to... And everybody's talking about the coronavirus and they're talking about very similar messages, right? Faith, fear, trust. And I don't, I don't know if we can alter that message because I think that's, that is what it takes in this time as well as hope. But I'm always amazed by the way that Jesus approaches the impossible. And that's what I see going on right here, Eric is he looks at this this huge crowd coming towards him, this crowd which is desolate and poor and needy and sick, and they've just been following him around all of Galilee, and he already knows what he's going to do. But that verse 5 there, that question that he asked Philip, I think is what inspires me, right? So Jesus asks Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And I think it's hilarious because, number one, the money that would go for 5,000 people. Now, that's not even people, right? We, they, if we go back to the biblical times, they count of numbers by families or by men, right? Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you agree with that? So Yeah. This is, you're probably looking at more like, what, 10-plus thousand people? Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that it would take to do that is insane and nothing that you would think that Jesus would ever have as a nomadic prophet, rabbi, who knows. So the question is so absurd that it's comical. And I think Philip takes it almost 
appalling, right? He goes, what? What, what, are you ta- what are you talking about, right? Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. It's impossible, he's saying. They go back in verse 6, and, and it says, Jesus only asked this to test him. And so bringing it back to the COVID-19, go ahead. Well, I just want to ask you, like, what what's the test? Like, what's pass-fail? Your your yeah, teacher, right? your teacher, like what's what's the passing answer? What's the fail, failing answer? Well, I'm testing you a... to see what. Yeah. You well, know, like I think, right? I think he, isn't this a test of faith, or isn't this a? We could say this is a, this is even a test of perspective. Philip has been on this train with Jesus, seeing all the miracles. Like he has, he has literally seen in front of his face dead people come to life. He has seen. Um, Sick people get healed, lame people walk, blind people see. He has seen this. And still, even at this time, he he, he doesn't have an inkling in him that Jesus can do this. That's what blows my mind. Because his response is a failing response, Eric. It's a big F, bitch, big F, stamped on his forehead. Eight months wages. Like, it's, it goes immediately to muddy. Like, it's impossible. It can't be done. We can't even cover that. Right, and then even another disciple, right, comes in. But this is a different answer, right? Then you have Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, say, "Well, wait. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many?" So, a little bit more hope, like, "Well, maybe we can do something with this," but yet still, like, "Ah, it doesn't seem possible." Um, and so when I look at this COVID nineteen pandemic that we're in. How many of us are looking at it just kind of going, this is impossible? So, okay. We go to a church that's shut down, right? Yeah. Um, that's currently shut down for uh, somewhere around eight weeks. Um, could be less, could be more. Um, have you heard about the church? And I shouldn't laugh about this. Have you heard about the church in, I think it's Kentucky, that has stayed open and they refuse to close because um, it's kind of like the, I mean, they believe that God will protect them and God will heal them if they get it. And so they will continue meeting and worshiping together because that's what they do. I've not heard that. Yeah. And so, I I mean, I've ever even heard on the other side of the spectrum of like the response to, well, why would a church close down? Um, like, you know, you know, you hear both sides of that. And so when I'm looking at this, this passage, I'm thinking, well, that's not too much different than like, like that church sounds a whole lot more like, um, well, not like either one of those, but maybe with someone who's like, yep. Yeah. Jesus. Well, well, if I would have answered, if Philip would have answered like, Jesus, what do you mean? We've got we've got uh, five loaves of bread and two fish. We can feed them all. That sounds more like the church that stayed open, right? Mm, and I don't I don't, I don't I don't I don't want to say like who's right and who's wrong, but there's there's a little bit of like that church being like, oh, we're just gonna trust God because He's healed people before and He's raised people from the dead before and He's He's protected us before and so we're just gonna stay open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
would you say that okay because I, I like that point that almost Philip in this time going like oh yeah like we we definitely got this mm-hmm. is almost crazier than him going like yeah there's no there's no way this is getting done and I, I mean that just reminds me of our humanness so much and do you think that Jesus is expecting us just to be fully human to, to basically have answers of like, well, let's be rational. This is bad. We need to close schools. We need to close this. We need to close that. And almost he expects that. And then he's, he kind of goes, now watch me work. Yeah. I mean, the Bible also says, whatever you ask in my name will, what's the exact wording? It's basically, whatever you ask yeah, in my name will, 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 be be granted, to you. will be granted to you. Um, yeah. So, like, if we stayed open and we got the virus and we're like, oh, well, we, we just ask in Jesus' name and we're going to be, we'll be fine, right? I mean, I think that's, that's that's there there's i guess what i'm getting at is there's two sides of this of this spectrum and i don't i don't know if i don't know if philip is on one side of it i think he's somewhere in the middle i think uh simon peter's in one on one side as well you know i mean we're all kind of on somewhere on that spectrum right and the bible also says right if you have the faith of a mustard seed, so basically if you just have a tiny little bit, right? Um, so I, I'm trying to look at the, like where's the mustard seed of faith in those two answers. I think there's a little bit because maybe having no faith would be like someone saying, shut up, Jesus. We're not, it's, it's not our responsibility. Just send them away. Right? right. That, that would be maybe zero faith and he's at least saying like well we could if we had enough wages yeah right and then and then simon peter's like well we've got this i guess we've got the fish and the bread um so that's where i'm saying like did they pass because they at least had a little bit <laughs> all right i mean that's a great question and I don't know, maybe maybe we need to look more at our own human responses and, and say, like, what is faith and what is dumb? Yeah. What's ignorant, you yeah. know? And I think I think that's where we are at now with this COVID-19 pandemic is, yes, we can have faith and we can pray for miracles and we can um, stay faithful to this thought that God can heal all and change all and he can get rid of this pandemic in a second. But at the same time, we need... To, to be faithful to the medical world, to helping each other. And, um, and, and that's, that's not dumb. That's not dumb to do, to take those actions. Um, and yeah. maybe dumb is the wrong word, but ignorant would be another, right? Yeah, and, um, and I almost hesitate to say, like, that the church that's staying open is not, I hesitate to say that it's not following the Spirit, right? But you wonder, like, you know, because the, the point of the, hey, whatever you ask in my name will be granted unto you, um, is that it's, it's, 
it's your request lines up with Jesus's, right? Right. Because I can't just like ask. I'm not just going to say like, "Lord, give me a Ferrari in Jesus' name, Amen," and it's <laughs> going to be a Ferrari, right? That's not that's not the point of that passage, right? But there's so there's something I... about alignment with it. Um, I would say. What were you going to say? Yeah, there? and I, well, yeah, I think there's there's a line there where we want to follow God's will. But if we know God's God's will, like he, his his will for this world is not to be subject to pain, hurt, suffering, pandemics, death, whatever it is. Right. So we know we know restoration's coming. We know right. that the Savior is going to take care of this, and it could be with the end of the world as we know it, or yeah. it could be just with COVID nineteen disappearing over time. But I think another opportunity within this passage itself is the question that that Jesus is asking is is a question of of help and of hope for those who are hurting right so this question of where shall we buy bread for these people to eat is one that's saying i'm going to help out and take care of the situation that's in front of me it's fully intended to be like we're going to do something about this because people are hungry. So when I sit here socially distanced in my own house, which I'm a very active extroverted person that like needs to get out and do things and get crazy, right? Like I just, I can't sit Mm -hmm. inside of a house for a long time. Part of me starts to begin to ask like, what, what can I do to help others who may be having a hard time? Yeah. And in the education world that I'm in, my past two weeks has been all about building a online platform that we can still instruct our students for this period of school closing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a huge resource that we've been putting together and we're going to roll out this week. We don't know if it's going to be perfect, but it's it's necessary for us to deliver that to our, our kids. Yeah. Um, but let's go bigger than that. Like, I love seeing things online where like companies are giving free resources, especially in the education yeah. world. I've, I've loved to see that like they're meeting the, the need that is blatantly in front of them. Um, I know that you and I have been talking about what can we do as a small group and there's a ministry in town that their kitchen got shut down and they need meals made and dropped off. Mm-hmm. That's a need that we can meet. Right. I think being, uh, a beacon of light and of hope and of an encouragement during this time is something that we can do and we can meet that need for people who are fearful or maybe they're socially distanced alone. They're literally alone in their house, like the mm-hmm. single people out there, the the widowed people out there, and mm-hmm. they they need that help. Um, so I think this yeah. is also a question of response to us. Like there's a need in front of us. What can we go do to meet that? Well, and, and that response is, is other-focused, others-focused rather yeah. than self-focused. So, um, I mean, a lot of things could stay open and we could say, oh, please let yada, yada, yada stay open in Jesus' name or, you know, like my, my, my business stay open or my whatever, school stay open or whatever it is. And, and those things may be like self-focused because that's our livelihood that's our career that's our source of income and 
so a little bit of that is like when a lot of times when we're that alignment I was talking about is when, when we're aligned, like you were saying is how does that, um, how do you meet that a need? How do you do something for others rather than for yourself? And, um, so here, here's, here's a question for you, a thought. There's always going to be, I, I, I've, I haven't heard specifically this yet, but I know it's out there and I'm just, I'm just not looking for it because it's, it, it'll raise my anxiety level. Um, but there's, there's going to be those people, if not already, that are saying this is God's judgment on the world mm-hmm. or like God brought this to test us. You know, like this says Jesus asked that to test Philip, right? So obviously, right. obviously he does some testing in some way. So God's, you know, people are probably going to say God brought this, Jesus brought this to test or to judge the world or dare to condemn the world, you know, um, for, for something or, um, what is your response to that? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Because this passage shows that Jesus, at least in this situation, did test someone. And so is this a testing? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. When I when I see all pain and suffering, I see it as an opportunity, and I think God's judgment is already vanquished in the death of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is God passing His judgment on the world, going, "Oh, you evildoers, you need to be recorrected." And I don't think He does that through pandemics or tsunamis or hurricanes or tornadoes um, or plagues. I don't think that's a thing anymore, and I can back that up scripturally pretty quickly. I I believe. Mm-hmm. So I th- I have a hard time believing that it's God's judgment, but I do fully believe that we live in a fallen, broken world where we are all inherently sinful, and we're going to pay the consequence of sin. And it's it's supposed to be hard, and it's supposed to be cursed because of our original sin in the Garden of Eden. And I think this is just the subject of what we have to endure because of that, but not God's judgment on us. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. um, Kind of like I said in the question was, I've I've intentionally not looked for that stuff because it, so right. my anxiety uh-huh. and and yeah, my, my wife would hear me start ranting and like the other day i i did see on twitter a well-known televangelist saying mm-hmm. you know having people like touch the screen and saying you know b- having this prayer where he's like you have coronavirus test touch the screen and and send me money and he said a prayer and he's like and you are healed you are healed you just need to ful- fulfill and send me the money you know, and he was like, oh, oh gosh. Oh. So there was that. So that... Look, let's, let's look at that, though. Like, that's the opposite of what Jesus is doing in this feeding of the 5,000, right? right? Yeah, he's not yeah. asking for anything. He's, well, not, it's... he's not saying there's a stipulation to this. He's just going, I think we need to help these people. So yeah, let's find a way. And it's it's like that others versus self-focused. Like, it appear, he he's trying to hide this self-focus wrapped up in this others-focused, like, charade. Like, I'm going to heal you. Oh yeah. But send me money. You know, it's like, 
I'm going to yeah. show you that I care about you, so I'm going to heal you. And then you can just pay me in, in, in response to that. So, um, yeah, that, that sort of mm. stuff just, just makes me cringe. But, um, you know, there's always that discussion around like, why did God allow this to happen then? Like, cause he obviously could have stopped it. I mean, this is, this is the biggest thing I think, and maybe I'm a little, it's a little bit of recency bias because of the, so we've been through September 11th. That was a pretty big thing in our lives. But this yeah. feels like bigger because it's affecting everyone in the globe and it's longer, you know, it's, it's there, there, at, at this point there's no end to it. And there's like, what is, when is this going to stop? And I, it's, it's killed more people, not, not to like compare different tragedies. Right. But this feels right. like the biggest thing that we will have gone through in our lifetime. And, um, so it's yeah, at a world level for sure it's what i said yeah at a world level like uh yeah the fact that it's it's not just america going through this it's it's everywhere because there's been some humongous tragedies have you know like new zealand had a crazy earthquake that killed thousands tsunamis in indonesia just like but this yeah. is a worldwide everyone yeah. is affected yeah and so like but it's God, almost like a world war, right? Can can you like it's almost to to the yeah. impact where I mean it's like shutting everything down. Yeah, my wife actually said that the other day. Carla was like, "This feels like we're at war because you, there's 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 just this tension in the air, right?" And so, reading this passage, Jesus fee, the, the 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 one of the messages from this passage is like Jesus can do the impossible, right? So he feeds five thousand, you know, fifteen ten fifteen thousand people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And so he could have stopped this. Right. So why, like, why, why not? And I think a lot of people struggle with that, but also I wonder if, if, if a little bit, that's a comforting thought. You know what I mean? Like the fact that, that he could have stopped it. Uh, it, the fact that I think that there's like that we can't stop it right now. Right. Like humans. I mean, of course there's like South Korea and there's, there's some nations that have gone to extreme measures to very much lessen it, but it's not like eliminated. It's still, it's still around, but like we, as a people, we put so much like, um, we're such a prideful people in like what we're able to accomplish. Like we can go to the moon, yeah. we can um, do all these incredible scientific wonders and things on our own. And yet this makes you feel almost so small that like you get to the point where you're like, maybe the only thing that can stop it is an act of God. Like as, as a completely right. from a completely agnostic perspective, like, we can't stop this. So how do we survive this? It's almost yeah. like it, it, the humbling aspect of it makes it, do you, do you see where I'm coming from right. both angles? Like, yeah. why didn't God stop no, it? But sure. also like, Oh, we're not as, we're not a, as big a deal as we think we are. Well, I think another way you could put it is that we're not God. And isn't that how we right. try to live as humans so often? That's it's the very like, first, you know, 
first one or two pages in the Bible, right? Is that yeah. we tried to be like God. We tried to be God. Absolutely. We try and be just like him. And uh, we, we actually do that every day. In fact, uh, St. Augustine argued in his confessions, um, got a real good back to ethics here. He argued yeah. that every sin is actually a longing to be like God. When we, you know, when we sin over lust, we, we're actually desiring the perfect love from someone. But who holds all the perfect love? God. Mm. When we have mm. avarice or the greed of money, we're desiring and we're sinning to hold power and possessions, and yet God holds it all. So that's good. Our, yeah, like our daily battle is to actually like submit ourselves to be human and not be a God. Yeah. And, uh, so there was, well, that, that, that leads me into the, another thing that you said the other day was like, there was, there was so much talk about, um, like people who are now quarantined and the like mental health of people. That's, that's a worry. A lot of people, like a lot of people being quarantined and being isolated and mental health dropping because people are so out of, you know, they're, they're so distanced. They're so alone. They're depressed. You know, and one comment you made was this could actually help mental health. And I know yours, yours is coming from a, uh, high school principal perspective. So you're, I'm sure you're looking at it as like high schoolers need to like slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I think those that are already isolated and distanced via mental health, I, I like I, maybe the fear of COVID-19 could drive it worse, but I, I think they're in the same position and I, I can't speak for them, but if I, if I'm theorizing, I would say, you know, they're maybe there. And when I look at high schoolers, middle schoolers and the, reason for so much of their anxiety and depression is it's based on performance and it's based on busyness mm-hmm. and the fact that they have that stripped away for them right now and they are just at home and they have time and they yeah. have rest and they can like they can not be out late at night or like from the moment that they in school go 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 doing all these things get no sleep and then go and have to perform the next day. I, I actually think knowing many of my students, this is going to be beautiful for them. Yeah. It's going to be restorative. Yeah. And, and I, I said this too, let me add, like it's actually restorative for the world. And the fact like we watched this video in church and I, I noted this to you the other night as yeah. well, yeah. but like the, the canals of Venice, the water there is clear again and you can see the bottom of these canals for the first time in in hundreds of years because there's no tourism, there's no busyness. Yeah. And they talk about how in South Korea deer are like walking the streets and uh, there's there's um, like forestry coming back and flowers and places that have never had it because it's been worn down paths. There's something beautiful going on in the midst of this chaotic mess. Yeah. But it's also like if we let it. So I think yes. that's, I think that's why, that's why a lot of people, so it, it was your comment the other day that's when you said, I think this might be good that I was like, huh, that's a good, that's a good perspective because everyone is telling 
is telling us, oh, this is going to be also bad on loneliness and anxiety and depression and all this sort of stuff. And, but maybe that's only if we're like gaining that identity as, or, you know, trying to be a God by the things that we do and the things that we accomplish instead of, you know, as Psalm 46 is be still and know that I'm God, like just, just be and not do. And so like when you, when you were saying, you're right. I think I think it could be restorative for everyone if they just allow themselves to be rather than to be like, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't, you know, da, 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 I can't right. do these things instead of just be like, no, don't worry about it. Just like, just rest. Like, just, that's all you got to do. You don't, you don't have to try to strive to be a God. I, I love that St. Augustine thought that you had that like every yeah. sin is comes back to trying to be a god and like i have anxiety in myself and i've felt my anxiety flare like we've been uh quarantined <laughs> since uh last tuesday and every day mine mine tends to be bad at night and every day it's been worse at night and i i i can just feel that that sense of like not being able to do different things or not just we want what we mm-hmm. can't have right 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 and and i think it go ahead well it just that that tends to be tied back to wanting to achieve something and wanting to be something that we're not mm-hmm. i.e a god like you said yeah i i think there's something beautiful about ourselves when we can come to a place where we are comfortable with not being in control. Yeah. And this coronavirus is the biggest challenger of that right now. And and maybe that's the test. Maybe that's like, and, and not that we got to like figure out what is, what is, why did God allow this? Or, but like if God tests, if this might be good for us, to just allow this to to allow us to realize that we can't do everything. Right. It's a great reminder of that. Um, and again, like you said earlier, like it reminds us of our humanness and that we're not gods because guess what? We're super smart all around the world and it's going to still take 12 to 16 months to get a vaccination yeah. or a shot or whatever it is to fix this virus mm-hmm. like we're not as smart as we think we are <laughs> yeah and um it's such a humbling time and it's such a time as this that we just have to be willing to to follow the guidelines and and allow god to work in us in ways that we've maybe never done before maybe that's letting him into our anxiety and depression maybe that's allowing him to upset our financial buckets. Maybe that's him um, taking away our power when it comes to jobs or possessions. And I'm not saying that that's fun or that anybody wants to loosen that grip, but goodness, what a test it is for us. And I'm going through those tests and my friends are going through that test. And, you know, we, Courtney and I are expecting a baby in June and it's scary to think like the height of this virus could be at that time. Yeah. And there's some pretty scary things right now with 
births around this virus and what the protocols are and whatnot. Like that doesn't sound fun, but I have to, I have to give up control and I have to trust the process. And it, it can be a very beautiful spot when I can land there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I, when I look at this verse again, you know, like Jesus asking this blatantly obvious question of where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Like it's, it's again, it's that, that wittiness of Jesus of like you, you as humans, this is your worry. It's going to be a concern for you. But at the same time, I got this. Yeah. And it may not be the way that you think it may not land or sound like you want it to, but I'm God and I got this. You know, what's, what's interesting to me about this now that I'm just noticing it is that Jesus doesn't scold him for an incorrect answer or for, you know, we, we don't know if it's a right answer, if they give right answers or wrong answers, because he, he ends up doing what he was doing anyway. Um, and we don't know what exactly he was testing, but he doesn't say, no, stupid. You know, he, he's right. He, he takes what little faith they have in that question or in those answers and does what he can with them, with it. Yeah. Um, and I know there's other points in the gospels where he is like, Oh, how much longer do I need to, <laughs> to deal with this? Right. Yeah. But there's the, times where he chastises the disciples too. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You, but, you idiots. <laughs> but, but not in this sense, not here. And no, this is a different context no. that he's, he's, he's taking what little faith that they have. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm sure there's some fear in those answers. Like that, well, we can't do that. We, it takes a year, a half a year's wages and da, 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 da. Right. And there's, he's, even though we talk a lot about like faith over fear, I think there's also a sense of like, if you're fear, you have more fear than you do faith. God's, God's good with what you have. And he's not scolding you for like, oh, don't you have enough faith? Um, He's yeah. He's doing what he can, or you know what he can with that little amount, and he wants he wants that little amount, and not to feel shame for not being like. Because I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like there have been moments where I'm like, I'm I'm fairly scared because of kind of the same thing with you. Like, I have a toddler and I have a pregnant wife, and this is a very unknown situation. Like of all the all the time periods in the world that I choose to have a child, it would probably not be these nine months um right and so i've had my moments of a lot of fear i've had moments of a lot of faith i've I've kind of gone back and forth and but he's not he's not upset about that because he, no, he's going to do not something at all. anyway and because he knows he's going to win the day right like that's yeah. the greatest thing about jesus is he's going to win the day he already has and he's going to do it again and he's at the perfect spot to show us the way. And I love that. I love that about him. And so mm -hmm. I, I'm challenged by this verse. I'm I'm reminded by this verse that I, I, I don't know how it's going to roll out, but, but Jesus does. And amidst my fear and my worry, he, um, he has the full faith, right? Yeah. He has the answers. And uh, I, I want to look at this too and be prompted to do something. I want to be the one asking, like, where can I buy bread? What can I do 
and maybe this podcast will be just a beacon of hope for someone. Maybe it'll be some other words that I write down or tweet out or um, virtual chapel messages that I, I record. I don't know what mm-hmm. it'll be, but I, I do pray that God uses me in this time to yeah. help help shepherd his people. Yeah. I think that's kind of the the takeaway is not to, uh, well, the two things is to like, Try to help in whatever way you can, even even if it's small. And the other one for me is just to like practice just being and not and like resting and letting yeah. um just being present and not worrying about what tomorrow has to bring. Um Yeah. So um any other final thoughts you have on all this? No, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've poured it out in this, in this uh, podcast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was a little skeptical when you chose this passage. I was like, ah, what does that have to do with <laughs> our, yeah. our topic? Actually, for, for those of you... so many ways. Yeah, for those of you who have made it this far, um, we were going to have a guest today. Um, but because of the social, distan- social distancing, we didn't want to have a, this guest be a virtual guest. Um, so we're going to have this person as soon as the podcast comes back to all live, but we'll continue doing this sort of stuff. And, um, so yeah, if you have any, any, any thoughts, any, I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure Corey would as well on uh, this topic and the things that are going on in our world right now, because, um, we always like to hit those current events at the beginning, but this, this is like a big enough current event that, it almost <laughs> this is like, all the events. Yeah, remember, there's no other events going on. Yeah, yeah, and it it kind of deserves it at this point. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, we don't have a topic for next time, but we'll have another episode in a, in about a month, maybe less. I don't know. Yeah. We're quarantined. Maybe we'll do one tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> um, just keep an eye out for that. And uh, Corey, you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No. Follow the procedures, the social distancing, do it for the good of all. We'll figure it out together and uh, let us know if you need any help. See what Jesus does. That's right. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya.